Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me, Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for listening and making Berhantu your choice of podcast for anything horror. Um, this episode, I want to share with you um, a story from a lady called Arina um, who sent me this email and she said that growing up, um, the mother used to tell her that dia pernah kena kacau dengan hantu Cina. Um, but one tragic evening, she said, my life changed forever. And this is what happened to her. You know, she said, just like everyone else, I used, you know, like sometimes you don't see, you, you're not able to see, you're not able to, macam, yeah, macam communicate. But sometimes you can feel, right? It's, it's just that, that gut feeling that you have. So she said, I'm, I'm, I used to be normal like every one of us until this incident happened to me. So I'm going to read it to you because it was, it's really well written. And I want to, I do not want to miss out details, right? So I'm going to read this email for you guys for, to, to listen. Um, I used to work part-time at one of the tourist attractions in Singapore. Let me give you the most obvious hint. The attraction only operates in the evening. So I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, when you are a staff there, you hear a lot of stories about the place from different people and colleagues, especially the old-timers from there. But never at the back of my mind would I ever foresee that it will happen to me. On one fateful evening, it was raining super heavily. I was one of the show ushers and I had to usher and ensure the guests stayed in the show queue under shelter as they had to delay the animal show due to the weather. Hafiz, if you haven't been there and you roughly remember how the amphitheater looks like, I'm sure you can remember that the gate is this huge gate, right? I was standing in an area where I could barely see the where, where I could clearly see the gate. Let me emphasize again that the amphitheater was empty as all the guests were escorted out halfway due to the sudden downpour. As I was standing, at the same time, I was answering to guest queries and questions about the show, communicating on a walkie with my other show ushers. Suddenly, my eyes darted towards the big gate. The gate was closed, but there was a small gap where you could see inside lah, you know. The place was dark. Okay, but from where I was standing, I saw very clearly a lady wearing red. She was carrying an umbrella. That time, obviously, I didn't think about it. I didn't think much. I immediately thought it was a guest that was stuck inside, right? Because it seemed that like the lady was much walk past the gate from the inside. So a little backstory and disclaimer that I want to sh- I wanted to share first, ah. Huh? I was dating a colleague back then. Alright, let's just call him Danny. And he wasn't too far from me as he was also doing a show usher. So I walked towards him. Um, okay, SU eh. SU means show usher eh. SU5, I think there's still somebody inside the amphitheater. So the walkie-talkie that I was holding, all the show ushers would receive that message. So another show usher who was also near me walked up to me and said, Sabar kat dalam, kau biar betul? Like, Who's inside? Are you sure? And then I told him what I saw lah, you know. So minutes later, Danny, my boyfriend back then, came to me and started asking me, what do you mean ada orang kat dalam? Like, what do you mean there's someone inside? So I repeated again what I saw because, because guys, I saw that lady very clearly. It was a lady wearing a red dress. Okay? So this, since this happened years ago, I couldn't recall as to whether my partner walked up to check the amputator or he merely assured me that it was impossible that the one I was inside. Because the next thing after that, when I woke up, 
I was at his place with his family surrounding me. A little backstory about Danny. His family are orang-orang yang berilmu, alright? Um, they learn and have experiences in performing rukia on people. Even Danny himself can do it cara Islam. That's all I can share. So, back to the story. When I opened my eyes, I was at his place, surrounded by his family, and his dad started asking me if I'm okay. So, I honestly did not know what was going on, so I asked. And then, they just gave me a drink and calmed me down. And that was when my BF started telling me what happened. So, apparently, after that whole hoo-ha about the lady inside the amputator, he told me that I started being quiet and I wouldn't respond to people. Another colleague who was also there also saw the change and suggested that he tried to recite surah in my ears as they could sense something was wrong. Surah ke mana, aku ke mana. I shall not go into detail about what was being told to me uh, that happened that evening at work because at the point of time, it was very shocking and I don't know whether I was able to believe it or not. But after that night, my life took a, um, took a turn. Alright? Unknowingly, I became an open vessel. So I started to get possessed easily. Especially when I start to hayal and temenung, when I start to daydream and all that. I was under strict care and observation by Danny and his family. So I remember one particular day, we were all having barbecue at Danny's place, which was a condo with a few other friends. So since the barbecue was next to the swimming pool, we were also swimming from time to time. Um, I remember at that point of time, it was in the afternoon and dah nak masuk waktu wagrib, you know, but it was still around 6pm plus. I was swimming with a few friends and all of a sudden, I remembered, I heard a voice of a lady calling my name. It was a lady's voice and her voice was very nice and so soft and lembut lah. So I immediately turned to see who was calling me. And as usual, after that, I woke up already in Danny's bedroom and everyone surrounding me. Apparently, at the pool, they found me sitting at the corner of the pool being quiet. So Danny knew immediately something was wrong. Was wrong and then he brought me up. Waktu pun nak masak maghrib kan? You know? Um, and he said that when the Azan started playing, I started crying. And then, as usual, another Rukia session. <laughs> Um, a lot of things happened, but I shall fast forward to the part where they finally found out what was really happening. Like, kenapa I selalu kena, you know? One day, I was asked to come over to Danny's place to berubat. And this time round, I was told Danny's aunt, who was also berilmu, was coming over. Kira macam get it over and done with lah. And I remember sitting in the living room, just being normal and waiting. All of a sudden, I felt very, very hot. So I turned to Danny's dad and I told him, Cik, arena panas, panas sangat. And then suddenly, I felt like my entire body was very heavy. My body felt so heavy that it slanted to the side and then I was lying down on the sofa. I heard someone beri salam and I knew that the aunt had already arrived. This was still weird to me, but I couldn't remember any of my past possessions, but somehow, I could rem- I could remember this. It was as if I was setengah sedar, setengah tak. It's like, you know, out of all the Rukia sessions, I, I always blacked out. But she said that this point of time, she's like lucid and not lucid and all that, you know. I could see who was there. I knew what was going on. I could hear everything and what was being done to me. I felt everything, but I couldn't do anything. I knew they were talking to me. I heard them conversing. But it's like I was the one replying to them. But I didn't know what I was even saying. Um, the pain, her face was excruciating. I felt hot and I felt heavy. 
I remembered screaming so loud, begging them to help me. Up till today, I still wondered if the neighbors heard anything. Um, long story short, I found out that there was a lot of them, inverted commas, in me. One particular man was a mute man who took a liking to me and wanted to be beside me. The rest of them, or should I say most of them, were all from the same place, which was that damn tourist attraction where I was working. Apparently, they were angry because the first time when I got possessed, Danny's dad burned down their open inverted commas, kampung, because they didn't want to leave my body. Back to the bisu man, the mute. He was residing in my tulang rusuk, which was the portal in and out of my body. Um, he wanted to dumping me, he wanted to be with me. And remember that lady in red carrying an umbrella that I saw the first time? That was his mother. Hmm, interesting. Okay, I'm going to continue reading this email. Um, after what seemed like hours, I tersada again and I was sweating profusely. So they gave me a drink and the aunt sat next to me and calmed me down. They told me they managed to keluarkan as much as they could, you know. Um, but I was still an open vessel and they and they advised me to jaga solat, rajin mengaji and to avoid tukar-tukar benda or hayat menung. Um, so they asked me to just, you know, to pray and to... um you know, recite your prayers and all that. But the story doesn't end there. Not long after, me and Danny broke up and nothing major happened to me. Um, So I was glad like, I thought I had recovered fully. Until one evening, I was hanging out with my current fiancé, Idris, at the reservoir in Mandai. I'm sure you know where I'm talking about. So we rode the motorcycle all the way at the end. Um, where photos of you have been there at the end there's a toilet and a very small shed we were sitting down talking and at the corner of my left eye Hafiz betul I tak tipu I saw a small fire moving I turned to the left and I saw a small boy holding what seemed like a candle or maybe a lighter in his hand and dia macam tengah main cacat dengan aku. Eh, sial. Tak kelakar lah, bodoh. Belum lama aku naik. So, I looked around. And there were other families around there. But they were quite a distance. So, I didn't think that that child was a ghost. I just thought, who is this child that's that's playing with the with, with, with the, 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 the lighter, you know? So, then I turned to my fiancé and I said, Eh, can you see that boy playing with the lighter? Berani, eh? Dia main gelap-gelap. Like, so daring I play in the dark. So Idris turned and looked at the area I was pointing. And she said, Yup, I pointed. I was that stupid. <laughs> and then he asked, What boy? And we were all looking at the same place, but I couldn't, but Idris couldn't see the boy. I could clearly see he was still standing there with, I don't know, a lighter or a fireball. And he was just, you know, playing chat dengan aku, you know? So immediately I got scared. So then I think because my fiancé Idris saw me turning pale, he calmed me down and asked if I wanted to leave. I couldn't move. And that was when um, Idris decided to switch on ayat kursi because uh, there was other families around. He did it with earphones and plucked it into one ear. And that was when everything went back to square one. Um, I shall save the details of the incident for another time. But if you want to know more, of course, let's just say that we had to look for Danny again. And Danny agreed to help for a short period of time. But since then, I have seen two other different Tukang Rukia and Ustaz after Danny. I did 
my part in performing my prayers and gaji to sort of take care of myself. And Alhamdulillah, Idris too have been very understanding and a huge help plus mental support. Am I still an open vessel? Sadly and unfortunately, yes. But I'm in the midst of robot and recovering. It's been seven years since that very first time. Now, I understand what they mean when they say nak berobat bukan senang. It can take a long time. But am I doing better now? Alhamdulillah. Um, I apologize for this lengthy email but I did try to squeeze it as much as I could. Do let me know if you want to listen to more. Um, and thank you for sharing this Bahantu Podcast. Thank you, Arina. Um, but I'm very concerned for your safety. First, um... Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm just concerned, um, about the people that you are with, uh, and who's treating you. Uh, if I can give an advice, I mean, who am I? I'm a nobody, right? I'm. I'm just a podcaster. But yeah, just sometimes you just have to be careful and who we meet, and who we seek help from. Uh, but hopefully, everything is okay. But I'm really dying to know who is that boy that's been playing with you at Mandai, because I have been I have been to the exact same spot and I do not want to see any boy play with a fire, you know, a ball of fire. So, thank you, Arina. It was it's that's that's um a great story to share. Thank you so much. Uh, and for the attraction, it's Night Safari. Blur, obviously. Sorry, <laughs> in this podcast, no such thing as oh, it's that. This I'm gonna tell you, it's Night Safari. Okay, and I've been to the amphitheater, and yep, I know exactly what what you're talking about. Um, but Night Safari is normal lah. You know, even my friend yang kerja Night Safari pun dah cakap this normal to see these things, and it has become sort of like a funny thing among staff whenever like fellow patrons be like. <sighs> Or like orang putih, bodoh, tak, tak tahu dia cakap um, Why is there a lady hanging at a tree? <laughs> and they're like, shut up lah, it's not a lady lah <laughs> But uh, thank you so much for the story, Arina I uh, hope that you are better now um, And I pray for the best For if you want to send me another lengthy email Please feel free, I'll be more than happy to share it With the rest of the listeners of Rantu And that's all the story I have for this episode Till I see or hear from you guys soon Good night everyone, bye-bye <laughs>